0: Welcome to Savage Starlight, the officially unofficial podcast for The Last of Us on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 1, Episode 8, When We Are In Need. Aaron, I'm in need of a bunch of awards to give to Bella Ramsey. That's what I'm in need of. Uh, Yeah, this is... (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Incredible work. Second Watch, yeah, I was just totally blown away by her. Um, Great pick for Ellie. Great pick, it turns out. How do you feel about this episode on uh, Second Watch?
1: Oh, I I liked it. Um I mean no, I loved it. I mean, I think like I said I um, arguably the apex the last of his experience, you know. This is like the 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 best part of the game. Um uh the, the the thing that's most surprising like when you're playing it through again, the fact that, you know, like, oh my god, I'm now this 14-year-old girl. This is going to be an interesting change, and then all this shit happens to you. Um and all the things I like about the, the video game uh, are intact. In fact, I, I, mm-hmm. I called this in the uh, in the instant take that this is like the select a director's cut of the video game. Like all the little nice nuances and things that they would like to put in there, but they didn't have time or they couldn't because of the format. They're getting it in there now. And I, I stand by that. Like, I just feels... Uh, not that the game version is bad. Uh, I'm looking forward to replaying that very soon. But the fact that... Um, it it just works, and I think humanizing David's group, um, getting to know them a little bit better, makes it work even 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 more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella Ramsey, like you, you mentioned, like this has got to be the acting equivalent of like running a marathon, yeah, um, or a decathlon. Maybe a decathlon's a better example because that's just you know, marathons is doing the same thing for a long long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Over vast, over long distance, the decathlon. You know, she's hurdling, she's throwing discus. There comes a javelin. There's a shot put. There's a sprint. You know, she's just. I think she'd had to do everything in this episode except for be funny, uh, which she's mm-hmm. already covered in previous episodes. So I, I thought it was excellent. Um, I have a few quibbles. I still, I still think it's weird that. I still feel like there is the episode is kind of like hopping on two viewpoints about this, this, uh, this, this, um, this group's cannibalism, you hmm. know, okay. and like how long they've been practicing it and how, you know, how, how unhinged is David and all that kind of stuff. But like I, it bothered me less, to, you know, after I knew it was coming and I'm like, I understand it's the kind of story they're trying to tell. I'm curious. What did you think?
0: Uh yeah, I think that cannibalism stuff is a little bit messy. Um and we'll talk about that in some of the specific scenes, but uh, other than that, I mean, this is an amazing episode. It's got all the action you could want, really. Um and just an emotional punch that is off the charts at, at the end. Like it's amazing how quickly it brings it all home in those last couple of scenes. Um yeah, where where you get moments with ellie that are terrifying and cathartic and uh super the the way that they like effectively turn her into uh this is getting at like the core of the relationship between ellie and joel right this Mm -hmm. father-daughter uh protector protected it's not quite that black and white here but um it's it's definitely getting to the core of their relationship, and yeah, it's it's the emotional crux of the thing, and it really worked for me.
1: Yeah, I, that 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 um that crux of the thing, I think, is what's interesting and what makes the video game play so well is because you know I remember when you're playing this ten years ago, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm Ellie, I'm doing this kind of hunting thing. Well, this is kind of like a fun little diversion. And she gets <laughs> in a little combat. She gets abducted. Uh, you're thinking that, like, oh, eventually I want to switch back to Joel, and Joel's going to come in here with his size 12s, kick in some doors and set things to right, but uh, Ellie is, f- is not forced to. Like, Ellie just goes about the business of saving herself the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. every time she sees an opening, she takes it. Uh, she eventually does save herself, and you know, Joel just is kind of there to literally pick up the pieces, you know, to provide some comfort yeah, to... Right. You know, to like put a definitive period on it, like, oh, the nightmare is now over because because Dad's here. But you know, Ellie well, had yeah. to save herself, right? And
0: I love that moment for Ellie, obviously, but I also really like that moment for Joel because, like, you think about what he's been worried about for the last few episodes. It's about whether he'll not or not he'll be able to protect her, and seeing sure. that she's able to protect herself to a large degree is and him uh, in this episode is. I think has got to be somewhat um satisfying for him, right?
1: But on the other hand, I think there's also a tinge of I she went through something that I wasn't able to protect her from and True. there's definitely like she physically is physically can protect her
0: but or she she's can protect as herself
1: but... as I've, I've I've ever seen her and oh, uh, yeah. you know, going forward, you know, that's the thing about Ellie is like we've wondered at different points like, you know, she had this lightness about her you know, there's still kind of like um, uh, that. this this a kid clinging to her to where she could, you know, have fun and do comic books and do drawings and play field hockey and sewers things and stuff like that. And every time something, like, kicked her in the teeth, it's like, you know, maybe it takes a while to come back, but, like, eventually she kind of got that back. You know, is this going to uh, fundamentally, you know, transform her into something kind of darker? Because, like, I think... Uh, that david was on to something when he's talking about her having that heart of violence i think this is something that they've leaned into a little extra hard on the tv show that like maybe yeah. maybe ellie's kind of like fucked up like maybe more baseline fucked up than other kids in in the in, in the pandemic even um does she have a shot at a quote-unquote normal life what is a normal life you know that um I think that's uh, at the end of the, the the end of the episode is is definitely something you're supposed to to question.
0: Yeah, I think looking back on the the series to this point, I'm not sure that's really working for me. I don't know that they've told me the story yeah. of why Ellie would be like that. It, it, maybe they're just wanting to say it's it's her nature, right? Some kids are just that's how they are. Um,
1: it's but seems... I, it, it's been
0: it's worked the least for me. It's not it's not as interesting to me as like
1: the 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 changes she undergoes on this journey. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. Cause I think it's like you, what, you know, different things jump out to different people in a story. And I feel like we're definitely seeing like what the things that jumped out to Craig Mason, um, uh-huh. or the things that his interpretations or his kind of a uh, spin on it. I was curious. Cause you just played the video game a couple weeks ago. Is it, is it like, do you play the entirety of the Ellie sequence down to her escaping from David and then it flips to Joel waking up in the room and then you catch back up it? Or do they into leave that at all? I, I think it's just one time. You switch between you switch to Ellie and then you switch back to Joel, I think. Okay, because I'm wondering, like, where do they leave that? Did they leave Ellie? Like, are you done? Like, uh, you, you've killed David and you've had that thing? And then, or, because I... I I was trying to think of how they did that in the video game because like, it seems like you would be yeah, flirting with the anticlimax right. no matter what. Cause I remember like when you get, uh, cause I, I was wondering if like they, they, you go to the point where Ellie is in the cage and then yeah, they cut to Joel. Be because I remember like, I mm-hmm. thought I, when I was playing Joel, it's like, you just have this, like, you feel like Joel, like these guys are on uh-huh. you and you wake up and there's no Ellie, but you know, what the fuck Ellie's been up to, and you just like I am an avenging angel. It's time to go bust up these people, and mm-hmm. then as you get like you know to the steakhouse, it kind of fades back out and goes back to Ellie's view from the cage on. Yeah, it must do that. And I then can't when she busts of, like, out, nearly. that's that's when it it, it gets back together. Because like man, I I'm no curious idea. to play that again because I'm really wondering how those beats because like interleaving it just I think works so well uh-huh. because. From an audience perspective, you you got to be thinking exactly like we were when you're playing a video game like Joel's big Joel's going to come in here and he's going to save the day mm-hmm. and there's this, you know, kind of like tension and suspense because he's getting closer and closer. But it's like, oh, my God, is he not going to make it? Is he not going to make it? Mm-hmm. Um, It's yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's very tense. Uh, I thought that this entire episode. With the exception of maybe the cannibalism stuff uh, worked perfectly.
1: Uh, I noticed that uh, Hollywood, the, the Hollywood Reporter said that The Last of Us, this episode, hit a one-day total of 8.1 million viewers, up 74% from the season premiere. You'll recall this thing premiered to about 5 million, and it's been gaining steadily since, but um, it's just under the House of the Dragon audience yeah, coming up onto the finale. That, I... I had a pretty good idea of what this show would be in terms of success, but I gotta say, I did not expect it to do to to get close to House of the Dragon. That is mm-hmm. pretty fucking insane with the le- the lead in that it had, and um, you know, the no, I mean it's a testament
0: be- to the writing. I mean the this show has been almost almost perfectly written in my eyes. I mean this is the the second time that I've been thoroughly impressed by Craig Mazin's work. Neil Druckmann obviously is he he wasn't sure about writing television when he started, but he did a great job um so far. There's one episode they could shit the bed still, I suppose. Um so yeah, I'm I'm blown away. I think it's been great.
1: Apparently the audience actually... has has felt that way too, right? Are you actually even a little bit worried that they're going to fuck up the finale? Zero. No. Yeah, no, no, in, no, no yeah. in no way. In no
0: way. The finale is so good that it, it's really hard to fuck that up, and they've done yeah. such a
1: great job with more difficult material up to now, so yeah, I, I'm fine. I would it. literally bet the house. I would literally get a more second mortgage for the value <laughs> of my home and put on Vegas, if I could, about Neil mm-hmm. and Craig not fumbling the ball, because I, I really feel that uh this is going to get universal acclaim and people i i man i I have been thinking about the last of us 2 and trying to figure out that little gordian knot and how to Mm -hmm. how how to properly tell that story and man the more i think about it the more it's like i oof that's a task i'm glad i don't i'm not responsible for um but yeah is what i would tell them be bold (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is the kind of adaptation that like people are going to talk about the way that you know Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Like, this is the definitive thing. This is for video games, you know, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is something that captured all the feel was perfect. Uh, great, smart adaptation choices. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, smart on when they expand. Smart on when they contract. Um, yeah, I, I, and and also like this episode is kind of short. I remember we were thinking like, oh my god, how are they going to get to everything with all that we you know, you gotta do the David thing and then you gotta do the the end stuff. Like what how how is this gonna work? They only needed like forty two minutes to tell this story. Like this was mm-hmm. forty seven minutes with intro sequence sequence and credit sequence. Yeah. Uh I feel like they know the what they're finale doing in terms is, of
0: pacing. The finale is not gonna be any longer,
1: so is the, it? I don't know. I haven't I didn't see any I've um, heard it's supposed um, to be minutes. I wouldn't imagine. Minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine because I was because, I, I you know, that's the other thing I was thinking of, like. There's not that much real story, you know, when mm-hmm. you take the game elements of like, you know, uh, getting from point A to point B and fighting a couple of uh, monsters and a couple of uh, dudes this way, or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also made that's the other thing thinking of Last of Us, too, is. There are certainly bigger set pieces in The Last of Us 2 and bigger kind of levels and whatnot, but, like, your experience of traversing those is probably going to be like the hotel in the second episode, where it's, like, obviously this big plot and they're going up and down floors and doing other stuff, but, like, you just see it in little vignettes where it's just like, okay, they're in the lobby, Mm -hmm. now they're in the hallway... Uh, hallway collapse. Now they're going up a one level. Now it's like, but it's it's not like the two hour slog. It is not not that it's a slog. It's not the two hour experience that you mm-hmm. get in the game. So like, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, the,
0: this sequence in the game with David took me half a dozen replays yeah. to get through yeah. because I was not uh, playing very effectively, and so yeah. it took me an hour maybe to get through that you can do this whole sequence in two minutes in a tv show
1: yeah yeah because it's uh, this is the golden run ellie she's speed running it uh Mm -hmm. but but i know i mean this uh a lot of those uh, but yeah this end sequence in particular was very tricky because you don't have any weapons you are Mm -hmm. in this burning building this guy is stalking you he's never more than like 50 feet away seems like he can you know hear you all the time And all you can do is crawl between tables and Mm -hmm. try to keep out of his line of sight while you try to look for an angle to get, you know, to get an opening in on him. And And he's like a blur, whereas if
0: whereas when he gets his hands on you, you're done, you're done. There's no chance to fight back. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's also I think I think it was I remember the first few the first time I played, it wasn't clear exactly what I'm supposed to do. Uh huh. You know, like if he gets me and I'm dead as soon as I do, like what the hell the hell do I beat this guy? You know, Um, and I think I again, I felt like uh, I said this on the instant take that I um, I find it particularly effective emotionally when I'm being chased by something in a video game. Uh, it really makes me feel like you know the little boy having a nightmare and just can't get away from a monster. And it's you know I've, I've had that with zombies, I've had that with space monsters, I've had that with all kinds <laughs> of different stuff. But the, the as scary a, a video game monster I've ever been chased by is this David guy, and the sure. amount of like adrenaline you get when he's up on you, when he's close to you. Um, and I felt like the ga- this this television show, and it's just with Bella Ramsey's just. Uh, like animal frenzy and desperation to get away like they sell that you know mm-hmm. um yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff i cannot wait i cannot wait to see uh what I've, i can't wait to see what people cuz i haven't looked at the, i haven't cheated looked at the feedback yet I uh, can't wait to see what people think about it. And I'm I'm just just so excited to experience the finale with everybody next weekend. This weekend. Yeah,
0: I mean, I saw how people uh, were excited in the uh, instant take instant talk section, I guess, uh, on YouTube. So I, I know people are really responding positively to this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next week is going to be another tour de force, I think. And I, I'm a little sad, you know, that. It's the finale next week. I do wish this could go on longer, but I also know that if they tried
1: to just pad this out for the sake of it, it would get worse. And that's not what I want. Yeah. And it's a fine, it's a fine line. And also, uh, kudos to the last of us community. Like, um, similarly to experiences we've had in game of thrones, you know, where there's like some big reveals, big secrets. There's some people that know that knowledge. There's the people just watching the show that don't, um, I felt like the community overall has been very respectful there hasn't been a lot of just like trying to spoil people for the sake of spoiling it so yeah. one week to go let's be cool and uh, <laughs> make sure everybody everybody gets the full impact delivered yeah alright well let's get into the recap yes now's the time to endure and survive we'll be back with more Savage Starlight <laughs> Just so we're clear about back there, it was either
0: us or the ad. Welcome back to more Savage Starlight. We start off at a cold winter town by Lake. We'll learn that this is Silver Lake, uh, a winter resort. A preacher reads from the Bible to his flock about the coming new earth, then comforts a sad girl named Hannah. She asks when they can bury her father, and the preacher says, in the spring, then afterward... Preacher asks one of his guys, James, how much food they have—maybe a week or two. He questions the guy's faith and then invites him hunting. It's a scripture that I am very familiar with, Aaron. Having grown I've up, I've had the
1: yeah, yeah, I've had to yeah. read this to over a hundred householders when I was knocking on the, <laughs> the people's doors as a as a Jehovah's Witness. This is uh, one of the go tos. Uh-huh. You know, it's a great. It's like yeah, it's like essentially a God. In the closing chapters of the Bible is essentially promising that, uh, hey, this is a world of shit, but uh, no matter what happens to you, I can make it all better. Um, all that mm-hmm. death, all that pain, all that mourning, going to be washed away. Out the um, window. Yeah. I, I do wonder if David's group, what the fuck? You've got six months here at this resort, and the best you can do for your church sign is an old dirty white sheet with some shoe polish writing on it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's no you, you, no arts and crafts. There wasn't, like, a, a macaroni type of uh, construction paper thing. They, uh, they done can't done afford the macaroni. Kid. They ate all that macaroni. They ate, yeah. That's true. They they they, they probably had gone. a dried macaroni uh-huh. sign. <laughs> and just... Two weeks ago, they climbed up there, and <laughs> and they cut it down, and they boiled it mm-hmm. uh, with one of those sad cans of tomatoes. Yeah, uh, and one of their husbands-slash-fathers. <laughs> so can I ask you this? When... Hmm. They are talking about their supplies. Are they speaking in code here? Are they when they say a week or two of rations, are they including the corpses? Uh they gotta be. They gotta be, right? Because otherwise James James in I... on it. He knows for sure. Yeah, yeah. But like when they so that's what I'm saying, like it's a little messy here because I think in the video game it's a lot less ambiguous. Them uh, well, maybe not. Maybe we just, we just don't understand, we just don't know David's side of the story. But showing that, like, I now have questions because if you're still a couple weeks away from running out of supplies, why are you sh- doing cannibalism now? Is it just a kind of like a quality of life? It's like, well, might as well introduce some to human meat while we still got some beans and tomatoes the to, to fill it out with, <laughs> or no, Cause, I cause it's, have... it's that the, that
0: includes the, the bodies they have hanging in the storehouse. Mm. So, do you think you've, they've eaten human
1: flesh before? Uh, yes. I think so. So, then when they that guy comes in with the big Tupperware container of fresh meat that's clearly human meat, why mm. does the cook balk and be like, what's this? You know? Th-
0: this is... So, So this is the beginning of my problem with the cannibalism side of this episode. okay. okay. Because so you're this woman is the the former now wife of the guy who died Alec right the guy that Joel killed the widow sure she does not seem to know I mean that's my question like when he comes in and says like oh it's venison she either doesn't know um, and she's asking because like she needs to know how to prepare it or something as the cook or she does know and she's asking what do I tell the people this is and if that's the case, then she's knowingly eating her husband, or she's—I—I'm <laughs> not actually convinced this is her husband. I, I have so many questions around this. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and maybe and especially maybe they... later
0: with the daughter involved with Hannah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I wondered until we get there because I always wondered like why do they call deer meat venison? Uh, and I looked mm-hmm. it up, and it's actually fascinating venison is from the Roman word to hunt. And originally hmm. back in the medieval times when they borrowed it from the, the the Latin, it was anything, any game. like if you got it from the forest, if it's a if it's a boar, if it's a rabbit, if it's a elk, a deer, it was all venison. Hmm. In modern usage, uh, it almost refer it exclusively refers to any kind of deer meat. doesn't matter what mm-hmm. species it's just deer meat. But I wonder if they're kind of a hinting like when they're saying venison, it's it's going back to the original meaning of like, hey, we just found it in the forest, you know,
0: hunted game. Sure. But
1: that's the thing is, like, I don't know if if someone would ah, if someone would give me a pile of diced human, if I'd be like, this is weird meat in the same way that like tell, honestly. But, like, would you be able to tell it from deer meat? Like, if you were doing, the, like, processing Maybe. a deer. Like, if someone, you know, had a whole bunch of deer meat and then gave you, like, obviously chicken. But if someone even gave you, like, pork. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the meat's coloration's different. It's marbling's different. Like, I I, I don't know. Um, I've never yeah. seen, never handled human meat. Uh, same here. Uh, I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Uh, right I, i'm just like the contrast between because it's like i think that's what the scene that that the, the widow's face was saying is like i don't know what the fuck this is but i know what deer meat is and this ain't it maybe hmm okay
0: well we, we can talk more about it when we get to the, yeah, yeah. the scene where everybody's eating because that's where i really have questions um yeah anyway uh yeah i I, I don't know how you feel. Let's keep on the cannibalism train. Why not? I don't know how you feel about uh, the way in which they rolled out this information. Because here, I, I'm already onto it, right? As a game player, I'm like, oh, they're sure. going down that road. Um, as soon as she asked what the meat is. It, it, did they do too much too early in this? The thing that really stands out to me is the close-ups of them eating ravenously. And I, at that you could attribute think... that just to hunger, but you could also... Yeah. Every time I've ever seen cannibalism introduced in a plot of anything, they do Mm -hmm. this shot, this Mm -hmm. exact shot of people like close up slurping up the meat,
1: right? Chewing and
0: yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really, really just making a meal, no pun intended of the process of them eating human meat. Mm Hmm.
1: I think, uh, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like that you would have these people eating with gusto because like usually in cannibalism, uh terms that uh was i think it was uh, mm-hmm. first of all that only happens when there's secret cannibalism going on that okay? shot that shot it's only okay, a secret yeah. cannibalism if it's like a reluctant cannibalism it's usually almost always like no uh-huh. one wants to eat it but someone finally eats it and then but like i think the gusto just comes from these people are fucking hungry like we've seen ellie and joel when they come off the road like then tucking into the jackson uh holiday pie meal uh they're they're wolfing it down too it's just
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but the they, I, do I, that, are they, doing they do too that much? more
0: removed right they they do that slightly more removed you're you're pulled further back you're seeing both of me at the same time not yeah. close-ups of the food going into their mouth them slurping yeah. like licking yeah, the that's true.
1: this was the cannibal shot
0: for sure yeah yeah
1: yeah It's Um, a secret cannibal shot. Are they doing too too much? I don't don't know because, like, my question is, is the cannibalism supposed to be secret from the audience? I think that you're supposed to, at this scene, you're like, oh, God, this is a desperate group of people who are on the verge of cannibalism and they're clearly preparing for it. You know, it's like the reason they're not burying this girl's dad is not because the ground's too hard, although that's a convenient excuse. It's just that he's a resource. We're going to keep him around until we need him god for maybe we won't but maybe we'll need him i don't know i feel like yeah um okay well let me, that me ask was you this. Fine.
0: his his plan like we're gonna bury your dad in the spring he's he's stalling on explaining to the group exactly what they've been doing right so, so is the idea here that he's going to have them eat all this meat and then come spring he's going to say well hey guys you've been eating humans all along uh yeah. hannah you ate your dad like Two months ago, so yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, we don't have a body to bury. H- how does he get out? He's created a situation for himself that is very dangerous. Does it he have is... a plan going forward, or no?
1: I bet he does not. I bet he's just going to plan on like, look, we live through the winter. Those of us who live through the winter live through the winter. Slap. He's going to read a scripture. Read mm-hmm. him some scriptures about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's any pro cannibalism.
0: I mean, that's what manna from heaven was, right? It was human meat <laughs> raining down.
1: Yeah, oh, the, Mos- the Moses just uh-huh. took everyone dying of starvation, cut them, cut them up in the in the desert, and came back uh, from behind the tabernacle. Look! <laughs> manna from heaven! <laughs> Medicine, Never baby! Won. Found it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it, it... It doesn't fit the biblical description of what manna tasted like. But you know what? When the quails, <laughs> the flock of quails came, myster- magically provided uh-huh. Israel uh-huh. with meat. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's bipedal land chicken that they're serving. That's <laughs> not quail.
0: <laughs> so uh, Okay, long pork and bipedal land chicken. Two yeah. new nicknames for human meat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That we just we just offended all the world's great religions. At least mm-hmm. the the Abrahamic ones there. Great. Great. Oh yeah. Awesome. All hail uh, the contracept. That's my new religion.
0: <laughs> boy, we're not we're not even past the first scene here let's let's move on oh before we get past the first scene yeah. what do you think of Troy Baker oh
1: okay we'll have plenty of time to talk about him but yeah Troy Baker's good in this episode I like it. I thought him. he was really good it's like I, I thought it was so cute that you know because obviously I don't think these voice actors get nearly the credit they deserve certainly mm-hmm. at the time of this video game being released but you know like they, they they weren't nearly getting the, the credit they deserved Um, especially in the like, video
0: game industry yeah
1: Oh, yeah. And I probably still to this day, they don't, you know, like, get what they deserve in terms of, like, you know, compensation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cute and endearing that this guy, who is a video game megastar, he gets on, like, a real, you know, quote-unquote real show with cameras and stuff. And he's like, man, I I I, I really was hoping that, uh, that I wouldn't be just a clicker, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's like, he had, like, such modest expectations for like what they would give him. And turns out they, you know, they gave him uh David second uh, in command. I that meaty was pretty cool. What'd you say? Pretty meaty part. Pretty meaty part. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. That, that's the benefit of having two guys. One who a is, was involved in the creation of the games and B, one who loves and respects video games. Creating mm-hmm. the show is that you get to, you get those kinds of opportunities because I feel like if you yeah. bring in a director, a writer a team that is not as into video games, they would be like, uh-huh. "Yeah, let's make him a clicker or whatever." Just, uh-huh. just kind of get him off their bones to the fans, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, these guys love the source material, uh, and they apparently love the actors who who gave us that source material. Yeah, and I think it shows.
1: I guess we just shouldn't. We should always make sure that that we're not. F- forgetting the audience that doesn't know what we're talking about Troy Baker is the guy who voices and motion captures Joel from the video yeah. games. And in this episode uh, he plays James, who's the right-hand man of the... David. I although I, I cuz you know we've seen Tommy, we've seen um Marlene's played by Marlene. We've seen mm-hmm. Tommy play a second banana of a, you know, more established actor. I wonder why they didn't give these like why couldn't why couldn't Troy be Uh, David. Like, can he have the main role? Ooh. Is his voice too recognizable? But the man is a voice actor. No. Yeah. He can change his voice. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably pretty good at that. Uh huh. Uh. I don't know.
0: So, so here's the thing I think he is very good in this episode. Yeah. I do wonder if he would have had the chops to, you know, uh, visually pull this off. Um. crap i don't remember the guy's name that plays david but that dude definitely Uh, had the chops that dude had the look that guy had like could bring a lot with just um a slight change in his eyebrows or or whatever you could believe that he
1: is what he says he is scott shepherd is the the and you can
0: see the mask slowly coming off this entire episode and i'm not gonna say troy baker couldn't do that I would just say you want somebody in that role with a lot of experience with visual acting. And I think the guy that got nailed it. I, w- I would yeah. love to see what Troy Baker could do with the, the bigger is, role. It's
1: like if you ever get to see like Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker doing some of this stuff in their goofy mocap. I mean, it's like it's they're in a black sock with golf balls z- strategically put all over the body. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's goofy. But like uh, I watched a side by side comparison of them doing Ellie and his breakup in the bedroom and you know then pedro like mm-hmm. and, and and bella and like it's good they're like they're really doing some powerful stuff there and you know they're they're mm-hmm. i i like i said i just i feel like there's a little bit of chauvinism here in hollywood that like oh you know like sure and sure. i think that reflects in is like oh they'll probably just make me a clicker uh but what he gets to be is this, the, all the the mainline cast except for marlene gets to be like the second banana type characters which are automatically mm-hmm. in the story third banana i don't know maybe when we get the episode or we get to last of us 2 maybe we can put some of these people in like uh the the, the top tier protagonist or antagonist roles perhaps yeah I, I if they can't do it they can't do it i'm just saying i just question whether they can't do it seeing some of troy's oh, sure. work but bo- yeah yeah
0: i mean a voice actor is when they're acting even in a booth right without all the the Stuff attached to them. It's still acting, yeah. They are still acting. Like you watch those recording sessions, and they have to to get into that headspace. They have to put themselves entirely into that role.
1: Well, we did that the audio drama last year, the very Belter Christmas, and Mm -hmm. we saw professional voice actors because we had a whole bunch of people, you know, being Belters for us and different things, and like it's so great to be like hey could you do this line but and i'm just like you know trying to gesture at what i'm getting for they're like all right what about this and they do it and they just fucking nail it and i'm like god mm-hmm. damn uh that is that is talent you know sure yeah
0: um at the same time look i i want to praise them for doing what they've done which is giving these people at least medium level roles instead of the bit parts that they would have yes. Uh, in just most Just buried under makeup,
1: just, just in, like, a yeah. few frames of, yeah, yeah. No, I, I it's better. It's just, like, I think 10, 15 years from now, I wonder if you did something like this if you wouldn't give them, like, starring roles.
0: But... Well, I mean, video games are going that way, right? Like, video games are hiring mm-hmm. people from Hollywood to come True. be the actors in their games. So I, I think it's going to all meld together. Much much the way that like TV has done because we used to see a divide between television and movies. And you would say, Oh, the movie actors are the serious actors. And then you've got the people on TV just doing kind of weekly work and whatever. They're, they're nothing special that has changed. Like television is just as respected now as movies are. I think it'll happen also with video games. We just have to give it time.
1: Well, it's funny. Cause like, and I, I, apologize to the audience for the indulgence in this because we're like 32 minutes we haven't made it three minutes in this episode Uh it's interesting i think this is interesting conversation because like if you recall the last of us was at the center of this because elliot page who uh formerly ellen page Mm -hmm. uh was in his big high profile video game where they licensed their Face and voice, and put that model as that actor, and was billed as oh, they're doing this and they're doing that. The Last of Us essentially took their face and likeness and made it Ellie. Uh, and it, those, those games came out at the exact same time and there was huge confusion because there was huge promotional push about like you know, uh Ellen Page is going to be in this, and they were with a bunch of other different Hollywood actors so there's all this publicity about, oh, a video game with this person in it, and there's another video game that ended up being much bigger that also looked like they had this person in it and for, I guess, mm-hmm. years this person got like, oh, I loved you in The Last of Us and like, thanks, I didn't get a fucking dime for that didn't get any, uh it's like The Last of Us is kind of like because of its uh, sophisticated storytelling and its sophisticated acting, you know digital acting for its its era. Like I feel like it's constantly it's doomed to be just at the at the the epicenter of this argument about, you know, quote unquote real acting versus digital acting versus mocap versus you yeah, know. I mean, that's how change happens, right? Somebody needs to step right. out on that, that branch. Which, 10 years before, you're even arguing whether Andy Serkis was eligible mm-hmm. for an Oscar for his work on, you know, Peter Jackson's films as Gollum. So it's like right. you can see the evolution. And it's funny that The Last of Us was at the center of it 12 or 10 years ago, and it's, it's at the center of it today. Uh huh. All, right. All right. I'm done. I'm Next done. Scene? I'm done with Troy Baker.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, Ellie examines Joel's wound. It's not getting any better. He's not drinking. They don't have any food left, so she decides to go hunting. She takes Joel's gun, ventures out into the woods, um, manages to shoot a deer, but it runs off, and by the time she catches it, James and the preacher, David, have found it. Um, She points a gun at them, strikes a bargain to trade for medicine, and David sends James back to get it while he stays with Ellie. Uh, we covered a lot, quite a bit of ground here. I, yeah. I, and you know, th- this episode, they, they make a mention of how this episode is the cold episode, the the bitter mm. cold episode. And you feel it in every frame. I mean, mm. the down to the type of snow, down to when Ellie falls on her face early on ch- chasing this rabbit and she looks up. You can tell the snow that is sticking to her face is frigid, just everything about it says i'm cold they paint their their faces with you know the the flush from the cold um still so have red ears red uh cheeks red eyes and i definitely felt it the the one place i didn't feel it is in the breathing i've rarely saw a breath that was coming out in clouds in this episode and That's i don't what, know why
1: i don't know because i, I feel you the cold
0: it's it's not like it's
1: Digital snow or anything. This is actually Canada in the winter. Yeah, they mentioned they filmed this in February in Calgary, and I'm uh-huh. just looking at the weather report for Calgary today. It's eight degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Um, By all means, there should be the we breath, should be able to maybe, see their breath.
0: I don't know what's going on here.
1: What effect? Maybe there's the humidity or something. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Could, but you're right. Be. You're right because it's not. They didn't fake any of this. It seemed, and no. not, not only was it cold. Um they had these enormous fans blowing the the cell that thing and it's like can you even and like none of them are dressed properly either like I was Mm -hmm. watching Pedro Pascal stumble through with like essentially two layers of t-shirts and you know a a decent jacket It's not zipped up no one he doesn't have gloves he doesn't have a hat I'm like oh my god you must be fucking freezing and Bella Ramsey's talking about holding that gun for like five minutes during a take and like feeling her fingers kind of going numb and Mm -hmm. you know yeah I don't know the breath the breath effects are kind of weird um,
0: maybe uh, they digitally removed them
1: because it's interfering with their performance. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's so much of it, just couldn't see their face at all.
1: Um, I liked, uh, you know, like Ellie's doing what she can do for Joel here. She's dabbing drops of water on his lips, she's giving him like <laughs> uh, a broken potato chip size serving of beef jerky. I think, yeah, um, something. But all this like you can tell like uh her you know going out and walking and then tripping and falling on her face like it's it does look like a person trying to ape their dad right and then she finally totally. lines up on the deer and she hits it and it stumbles and runs off she's like holy shit and my favorite detail is her using her big girl voice hmm. when she rolls up on him, call this her like, contractor voice is it <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, drop the gun. You know, it's like, just, uh-huh. just, it's it's really funny. She's trying to sound as big and tough as she can be. Uh, mm-hmm. And also matching their bravado. Like, hey, we're from a big group. I'm from a big group too. Yeah. Uh, but like, she's completely transparent. And her eagerness about, you know, maybe we can trade something. You know, we've got boots. We've got medicine. You know, something for infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, just perks up right there
0: yeah it's interesting like you know with the idea that david has in this episode everything happens for a reason right right well this is kind of one of those in some ways uh happy coincidences in other ways very very unhappy but if she doesn't find these people i don't think joel lives i think joel dies of infection
1: yes i was uh i i i had similar thoughts later on in the notes yeah that there, it everything does happen for a reason she needed to find these people and... Uh, God, the cost yeah. of this,
0: though. I mean, that's the thing. You know, Joel's paid a pretty heavy cost this entire series for protecting Ellie, keeping her safe. Yeah. And now Ellie is paying a cost to keep Joel safe. There's this this give and take here in the, their relationship and it's
1: sad to see, but also heartwarming. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Ellie... Ellie's also trying to be as smart as she can. like I really like the detail of like she, why she's holding the gun on David like going up to their guns and like you know ejecting all of the bullets. so mm-hmm. you know, if something goes wrong, it's gonna be at least a 10, fifteen, 20 second process to make these guns capable of firing again and uh, she's yeah. she's she's being smart. she's being smart. It's just that she this is literally her first rodeo uh-huh. So she's making mistakes. she's giving a little bit too much information. She honestly, it is beyond stupid that she confronted these guys about her kill. Yeah, she should have let it go, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But if she did, Jill dies. Yeah.
0: No, there, there's that that conundrum. Yeah. Uh, two two things here to note about David. Uh, first of all, it is the most religious ass opening to a conversation I've ever heard. All I ask is ten seconds of your time. <laughs> Like you don't know how many times I've I've been at a door and basically said that, yeah. Uh, th- that is, that yeah. is the opening for every religious pitch you'll ever hear.
1: Yeah, uh, or or it's, MLM it's, it's, it's a door to door pitch for sure. Yeah, just get your totally. foot in the door. Let me tell you about this vacuum sweeper. Let me tell you about this mm-hmm. uh, roof warranty. Let me it tell it you says that.
0: I've got some shit that you're really not gonna want to believe. That you're gonna be really yeah. resistant to hearing, but I want you to hear it
1: anyway. Yeah god I, I feel like that works on the very young and the very old yeah you know like the older are, they don't believe it but they're lonely so to listen and the young people are <laughs> like you know they're just not there's their first radio so they don't they don't know what it's like to get a person in your fucking living room trying to sell you a vacuum sweeper for two and a half hours sure uh the other but, yeah. thing about david is this when he realizes who ellie is does he
0: already know in this scene which scene are we talking about like uh the the scene where she first confronts them with the gun does he does he see a young girl
1: kind of out here on her own and just immediately know who this must be i don't think it's immediate but by the time he tells uh what's who's troy playing James. james by the time he tells james to go fetch the medicine i think he's figured it out Okay. I think it like like different pieces, like first, it's just a shock of like, oh, my God, being held at gunpoint and trying to defuse this. Then it's like, oh, my God, this is a girl about the same age as and then it's like, oh, she's got, you know, a she's person asking for, medicine. Asking mm-hmm. for medicine, asking for medicine. Because, you know, you know, the guy had to say, hey, the dude stabbed him. There's a blood trail. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's I don't infection. think it's right away, but I think it's really quick.
0: Gotcha. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to David talking with Ellie around a fire uh, about his community and how he got here. She seems curious. Uh, then David reveals that she knows that Ellie and Joel murdered one of their guys. And James returns, but instead of letting him kill Ellie, David lets her go with the medicine. And that really confuses James. Uh, I like this scene a lot. This is This is a manipulator at work. This is a man who is used to wielding authority in many different ways um and it's it's really gross on second watch <laughs> it's way grosser than it is the first time when you're wondering ah, maybe this is just you know two hunters who are out here trying to provide for their people
1: yeah and i the video game the way they get you gain, the way they gain your trust as a player as Ellie in the video game is while you're waiting for James to come back, the sawmill is attacked by waves of infected Mm -hmm. and you have to work together in a very much the same way that Joel and Ellie has been working together. Like I think even the mechanic of him boosting you up somewhere is, you know, it's like he's literally playing the Joel role and you're working together and like you come through that, like, okay, I can trust this person. And this moment, it's such the first time i are playing that's the moment where um, you realize maybe a step ahead, maybe a step behind of Ellie that like, oh my god, he's talking about me and he knows who I am. He's known who I am this whole time and instead of like, and and I, and he's been gaining my trust and I've been trusting him like a fucking idiot. That's the uh, thing. I think if if James doesn't plays, come back with
0: this gun on her yeah. and he doesn't decide to reveal I know who you are, this plan might have worked.
1: Yeah. Why do you think he'd I, I I think he loved, but I think it's all in the I like the fight. I like to struggle. He could have had an easier time if he just kept this and got her yeah. back to, you know. Um, I'm thinking he might assume this
0: is perhaps his last chance. Yeah, because uh, if he goes, to, she goes to back with the medicine. capture her. Right, then she's kind of uh, gone, but
1: but that's I don't what know. want to do anyway. She that's was what his into. plan. That's what his plan was anyway, just to follow her back. Cause that's my, yeah. my thought is Ellie. It's like, Oh my God, it's, there's all this snow. It's like, my trail is going to be so fucking obvious. Right. Uh, but again, it's, yeah, it's her, if it's he doesn't reveal rodeo. this
0: here, I feel like he could track her back to where she was staying. And when she sees him, she doesn't immediately go. I need to lure them away from Joel. She might say, Hey, yeah. these are the guys who helped me. Let me go say hi yeah. to them. And then they could capture her and kill Joel pretty easily.
1: Yeah, and I kept on on second watch. You you watch how he like. You can tell. You know, speaking of rodeos, this isn't his first time. He's dealt with a lippy, rebellious teenager that doesn't want to listen to him, right? Oh, we've so, seen like, it he's,
0: with Hannah. Yeah.
1: Well, not like that, but like he's like as a teacher, you, you gotta think like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come oh, across true. Ellie's, you know, and like the idea of like is this the first time he's done this? Mm-hmm. You know, like groomed the child to get advantage of her. I don't yeah. think the answer is. I think I think I don't think the answer is no. <laughs> um from, from what he says towards the end of this episode. Yeah. yeah, he says it's something you struggle with for a long time, right? And that
0: yeah. has implications. Um I, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh yeah. we find out in this scene that the Pittsburgh QZ has already fallen. It fell in 2017. Um and his flock is from there. Uh, I found it interesting that so many of these QZs fall. It's kind of amazing. And
1: this was bl- the, the, this was the Fireflies' work. Uh-huh. You know, he said, "Yeah, Fireflies versus Pedro." You know, like mm-hmm. that old chestnut. Like uh, maybe the uh, Kansas City was unique in that it was a populous uprising from within, not from outside forces. Mm-hmm. And it's um, also a big testament. This is another thing that the, the Last of Us track traffics in points of view. You know, is Joel a crazy guy that killed one, uh, killed a loving father in their community? And mm-hmm. you know, is this, this creep traveling as this little girl? Um, are David a bunch of bloodthirsty cannibals and savages? It's um, very much, you know, the history writes the the uh, the victors write the history books. Like that would have been Joel. Like if they had found Joel and murdered him in that basement and Mm -hmm. eaten ellie then it would always been a story about this one crazy dude that came out and attacked one of our guys and we had to do what we had to do and god provided meat that day you know (laughs) yeah or if he didn't end up killing that guy if that guy
0: killed him uh if Alec killed him and how this whole community wanted to
1: kill joel based on you know because that's the other it's like how fucked up do you want to think about this when he sent out guys to scavenge what they mm-hmm. could were they also under orders to like murder people and bring them back their bodies back if they possibly found
0: them? I mean they are collecting every other bit of meat they can right deer horse um, yeah. they're making sure
1: they they pick yeah. those
0: bones clean so sure yeah. why
1: not watch out for that fungus be right back with more Savage Starlight we found something to fight for this podcast welcome back
0: to Savage Starlight <laughs> Uh, all right, Ellie runs back to Joel, administers the antibiotics as best she can, then she curls up beside him. It was a super cute moment. I, I really love the touch of Joel leaning his head slightly in. You know, he's yeah. basically out of it completely, but mm-hmm. he's registering this affection here.
1: Yeah. Uh I still think it's super gross when she stabs him right in the wound. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't don't know believe
0: why. you said in the instant take this was the scene that got you.
1: Yeah, man. It's the knife in the knee to me,
0: it's like, oh God. Yeah, man.
1: knife in knife in the knee is is, is pretty bad, but I can't you know, even fuck watch that, that scene. guy. I, I'm like just thinking yeah, how tender true. that 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 tear is and it looks so <laughs> swollen and pussy and you know, Joel's out of it, but like mm-hmm. I'm just like, Oh, where am I supposed to wear a piss? It's like, oh, right in the middle. It just I don't know, man. It was uh made the <laughs> made the blood drain out of my face just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I did a little
0: bit of reading. I think you're on to something with the major muscle groups with antibiotics. You should just put yeah. them there,
1: put them in the yeah. butt talks or, or some, somewhere like that. Well, I don't know. I could trust myself to find a vein. So, like, <laughs> I'm always going to go to the major muscle group because I can find mm-hmm. someone's ass or deltoid. You know, <laughs> sure. I, that, those are big targets. Trying to hit a vein seems mm-hmm. hard. Indeed. Back at the Lakeside
0: Resort. David returns with deer uh, that Ellie shot. He tells everyone they found the girl who was with the man who killed Alec. Alec's daughter speaks up. This is Hannah uh, and says they should kill them both. So David slaps the shit out of her and says he's her daddy now. Then the kitchen serves up venison and everyone eats, including Hannah. Oh, boy. We got a lot to talk about here.
1: There's, uh, there's something that someone mentioned on the instant talk uh, that uh, the prayer that David's given where, you know, bless the food, teach us to know by whom we're fed. Very ironic mm-hmm. given, you know, by whom they're fed in this Of episode. whom we're fed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here's the thing is, like, I feel like I... If they have a week, maybe two supplies... And that doesn't include the bodies. I don't understand why they're including the bodies. I, don't under, I also don't understand why uh, James would automatically know to include the corpses that they've been trying not to eat, obviously, this whole time. But they also have been, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why it bothers me that I, I know why it bothers me, because I feel like they did such a good job of humanizing this this group. Um, that them kind of like pushing the crazy cannibal angle on it felt like an undermining of their own effort to humanize them hmm you know, and it, it makes sense that they like don't I, know that only a yeah. select few of them know, but you're right. Yeah. You're right. But, it, but, 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 and we don't care that everyone else in the community is deranged. Ultimately, we care at David's deranged. And I feel like a, just a, sure. like a deranged in a Jeffrey Dahmer kind of way, where it's like he's going to sexually predate on you and he's also going to eat you mm-hmm. is less. I mean, again, obviously it can happen, but it's, it's less frightening than a person who's kind of normal that is doing this giant power plan as child you yeah know, it's the like, thing I kinda, still... like i said it goes back to like i just feel like in society we we can't help but portray people to prey on children as monsters and i feel like it's a disservice because frequently they're not they're the people that you sure, trust sure. they're the people that are kindly they're the people that look utterly normal because no one lets their children you know like no one trusts their children into the care mm-hmm. of a person who looks like a crazy person right yeah but like that like i as like I said, I saw in poker face, I saw it like like within twenty four hours two portrayals of like you know vile individuals, not just like they're pedophiles or they're they're preying on children, but they're just they're just vile people, there's gross mm. people, and um, I felt like that was at odds with the humanization of doing the first episode, but it's like they were trying to honor the unhingedness of vi- the video game while also trying to do the Prestige TV thing. And it just like those two desires got... I didn't hear anything on the official podcast where there was even like a talk about like, hey, or do we, you know, it's like I... Yeah. Here's the thing i it... worry
0: about with a portrayal yeah. where they don't show someone like this as just truly reprehensible through and through is that you would somehow eventually normalize it. Like I almost want the reefer madness level of these people are monsters. These people are horrible because I don't want people to mistake them as regular people with a a flaw. I Mm. I think there's a certain amount of security you get from viewing people who are like being able to judge these people as harshly as we should be. And, and portraying them as just like normal people with, you know, a twist might, might degrade that feeling.
1: Yeah, maybe. But like, I feel like our current research and understanding is that yes, they kind of are normal people with the twist. I,
0: but so, but we don't want to ever like get to the point of excusing yeah, this type of I behavior, right? I, and I think, so I, I
1: think the whole consent and children being able to give it is is a good bulk bulk work bulwark on that. But I I, sure, I think you're meaning to like, yeah, you you definitely want to maintain the heinousness of certain crimes right um but but yeah you're you're also right i don't it also makes us more like, vulnerable because it's, it's a it's like you say hey Perhaps, you know okay yeah. b- watch out for ugly people they might murder you but good <laughs> sure, good looking people, people is ugly, are a but, it's right. like that's like that that kind of information makes you less safe in the real world sure sure Maybe. sure yeah I, I take your meaning um it's, it's and like a I said, it, it's, it also is sure. messy the timelines that they're introducing like and i don't know maybe the maybe they don't care that it's like you know are these guys like were they you know we, we joked about this in instant cast like where they're like oh god i cannot fucking wait to tuck into gary but we still have some cans of beans god damn it <laughs> god damn it i can't just look at that juicy earth like was it like that, or was it like, oh, you know, like, hey, you know, this is the last resort. Like, if we're gonna die, we're gonna, you know, save all these people. Of course, save, string them up, butcher them, get them ready. But we're not gonna actually do it unless we're at death's fucking door. And that's mm-hmm. a big difference in terms of psychology. And I feel like they're kind of like, eh, whatever. You guys, what, 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 what do you think? What, 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 what do you guys think? Yeah. You, these and I'm like, it is a curious choice.
0: Yeah, so in my mind—I I believe David when he says it's a last resort. I, I don't think anybody is eager to
1: become a kid. Well, I shouldn't say anybody. There are people so James is it, including right. the bodies in their supplies. I think so. I think so. And Edison um, is just their code name for like. Are they trying to tell us all this with the code? Like they're like, hey, I'm not speaking in code, James, is implying <laughs> that they do have a code that they speak in. Perhaps, and Edison yeah. is the code. It could be.
0: Uh, then what happens when they really get venison? They they call it deer meat. If they say yeah. venison,
1: they mean humans. If they say deer meat, it's deers. They call you know? it Bambi. They just like, you know, it's Bambi. Uh-huh. Bambi burgers.
0: Bambi. So so I have another problem with this, and it's the confusion around who are they eating, because I think the episode is mm. trying to tell us that this little girl, Hannah, is eating her father. And that his uh, Alec's widow is eating Alec. Um but I don't know why that would be the case. I don't know about you, and, and I think uh, Bill would probably be very upset by by their methods here if this is true. But shouldn't they be rotating their stock? Like, look, they've got three <laughs> bodies hanging up. You don't want to just slice into the freshest one. You want to hang that thing yeah. up, slice into the oldest, right? You, you put the labels on them that say what date this human was frozen. Right, right. Uh, best of and, and you... consumed before...
1: Right? Yeah,
0: I. But I the think they right. wants you to feel like this is Alec.
1: No, I and that the way that David, the way that David looked at the girl when she was eating, like he was like got some kind of satisfaction oh, this over this like player. little bit of power that he had. Yeah, I hate I, this.
0: That's perverse, man. He yeah, a lot of stuff started jumping out a lot, a,
1: a lot earlier in you know, like like the way he takes this like you know takes this girl in hand, you know. Um and the way he touches her upper arm and kind of like lets it's like there's like you you definitely pick up on a lot more tells earlier in the episode when you start watching it with like okay well David's just yes. a piece of shit from the jump
0: and they talk um, about that in the the official podcast how David doesn't reach out and take her hand he reaches his hand out and lets her, her take, take it. it and it's yeah. so manipulative and th- yeah. this is this is the perverse nature of David where he. He's now officially captured this girl, right? And you see yeah. that that's his goal with Ellie the whole time is he mm-hmm. wants to make her his. Yes. And he, this is him accomplishing that with Hannah. He's made her eat her own father. This is a Cartman-esque, yeah. right? Like,
1: it totally it, is. It's, it's making, a power... It's like, look at David's face when he looks at her eating her father uh-huh. and it's totally a power play.
0: He's like, there's no one here to protect you and not only that, I've just made you do, do something
1: that you right. would never agree to do which you can guarantee he's going to keep that in his back pocket for later on when you know she oh, yeah. yeah he can like make her know that like you did something unthinkable you know I've never eaten my parents right fucking, yeah. you're not worthy
0: of forgiveness you're not worthy of anything right. unless I give it to you and then exactly. he'll but he'll do it in a moment where he's offering her exactly that right forgiveness yeah. for something or yeah yeah because he's emotionally just in a, a manipulative piece of shit
1: and I love all the eating acting like you look at Jay like every almost everyone's wolfing the food down but like James you can see him like looking at the fork and he's just got like the teeniest tiniest like if you mm-hmm. like ask a kid to eat fried liver he just like cuts off the very corner and it's just like experimentally David's eating it like it's a meal like yeah. he's not wolfing it down he's just like you know um, and I thought the mother the widow the one who like got the questionable venison she's also mm-hmm. kind of like I think she knows She's not ready to say it. And yeah. uh, like, but like, I, it feels like that she, like I, that, that it feels like that she knows that this is, you know, like I said, cults tend to be very gossipy. Uh, they even talk about that in the episode. Like there, there has to be some rumors about what we're doing with the bodies of the dead. Um,
0: Yeah. I just feel so, so bad for Hannah. Like as somebody who grew up in a, a, a cult that you were essentially unable to leave, uh at her age uh-huh you're trapped like what do you do and especially in this apocalyptic world like there was always the option you that's know if, if shit got too bad i i i, I could have run away from home or something if my parents yeah. were terrible uh and, and really went crazy
1: off the deep end with religion i i could have just left there's other societies there's other civilizations right, you can right. you know there's, if there's, she there's, leaves there's other...
0: i i mean that that's the whole thing with ellie right is she's yeah scared she's terrified she's gonna end up alone and i love that throughout this episode the same is true for hannah it's gotta be and if she leaves she is alone and that's one of the things that david preys on is that feeling that you cannot be alone in this world and if you are you're as good as dead And, and so she is stuck in this and you can see she's not into it she she's saying like all the wrong things in this scene right and she's Mm -hmm. getting slapped and her mother is standing by doing nothing as this abuse is happening Mm -hmm. it's horrible and I feel so so badly for her
1: yeah
0: all right uh, Ellie administers more antibiotics to Joel and waters the horse and she spots David and his guys in town um David wants to kill Joel and bring Ellie back with him and Ellie warns Joel that uh, the guys are coming. Gives him a knife, and then she rides off on the horse to lead him away. But the horse gets shot out from under her, and David captures her and sends his other guys after Joel. Uh, let's stop here for a sec.
1: I, I guess I, I mentioned this last week. I always get a kick out of the fact that the horses are just kept in the garage, and I think it's under like it's almost underlined the absurdity of it when Ellie feeds the horse the bucket of snow. I, I get mm-hmm. it; it's essentially water. Horse needs water too, but. Sure. What have they been feeding this horse? No um, idea. Yeah, and I'd like also like Ellie. Like you can see that some of this uh, bushcraft has uh, worn off on her. You know, when she sees the birds all flying mm-hmm. in unison for no good reason, that that's danger, and it's coming from this direction. She instantly goes into this. Felt very video gaming when she's hugging the walls and like slinking around the town. Um. And yeah, I know. I... One thing I was looking for, and I said I would on the instant take, is I was really looking for James to, like, if there's any recognition of what he's wanting to do with Ellie. Because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he was always, like, digging in his heels about bringing her back. Like, I don't, I didn't detect that. I think that David just, like, or I'm sorry, James is exactly what he says on the tin. If we bring this person, like, you know, I don't mean to question your mercy, but it's another mouth to feed. uh, Maybe it's God wills for her to die. Like, I, I don't think he's squicked out by what I, I don't think he's aware of what he's going to do to ellie or if he is he's certainly not concerned about it is that you had oh, oh you're or? saying james is not aware of david's intentions yes. here okay yes. because on second watch
0: i was definitely seeing david's intentions you just think about why he's keeping joel uh, or why he's keeping Ellie alive and killing Joel it's like
1: yeah but I don't I don't think James attention. was in on it because well, that I was right. one of the theories that we had you know that we but I yeah I watched uh, I watched the whole thing again and I watched a couple sequences multiple times like yeah there just really isn't any kind of flash of like I'm mm-hmm. uncomfortable with you having this girl at your disposable it's just we don't need another mouth to feed this is a pain in the ass oh and, and plus everyone kind of wants her dead anyway so
0: mm-hmm. yeah um and he voices that, right? Maybe it's God's will that Ellie dies, and there's this whole like semi confrontation between them. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know. James is not as as on board with David's cause as David would want him to be, I suppose.
1: But what are you gonna do? Um, I like you know, Ellie riding forth <laughs> into battle with the hey, motherfuckers, and she just like looses off a couple rounds and then takes off. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really convincing horse shot from underneath her scene, and yes. I'm like, God, how did they do that? Was that a digital? Did you see how they did that? So I saw they had a fake horse on yeah. a on a
0: dolly rig. Um, uh-huh. They pulled, but I don't know how that translates to what I saw on the screen because the horse looks fake as fuck. It and does. It's look not fake going as fuck. nearly as fast as it seems like it's going in the shot. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and it looks like the front legs were were rigged to just like you know, essentially collapse when it got to the end of the stop. And it, like I said, it it was a very convincing uh, throwing to the ground incident. And Mm -hmm. it seemed like it just did a number on Ellie. Like she is concussed, uh, concussed, as they mentioned on the Yeah, her ears are ringing. She can barely keep her like (laughs) she is fucking stunned. Uh, David's like,
0: all right, uh, two, two of you come with me we're gonna take ellie back grab the horse and i'm like or he says drag the horse i'm like man can two people drag a horse however many miles it is to the resort that's Mm -hmm. i I was looking at like the average weight of a horse it's like anywhere from 900 to 2,000 pounds it's looked like a medium-sized horse i'd say Uh it's not like let's
1: uh, call 1400 uh, pounds 1200 yeah
0: let's call 1400 pounds that's like dragging a small car with no wheels that's
1: yeah, or like a medium it's, sized car with no wheels. It's 600 pounds per person pulling it. And <sighs> if you grab what well, you grab the back legs and uh, sure, but it's not it's not like a static load. It's it's going to be flopping around. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a lot of work. It'd be a it's hell of a lot, lot
0: of work. work. They had so many more guys. I would have thought they would put like four people on it because, yeah.
1: but they think Joel's dangerous. So they, they have four, what, four guys dedicated True. to taking him out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah yeah um so let's go over to
0: one of david's guys finding joel's hideout uh but joel's able to muster just enough strength to murder him uh i didn't even know he could get off this mattress let alone kill somebody uh and wrestle with a guy and i just love the way this goes down you know joel's using every ounce of strength he has just to get this knife into this guy and the way he keeps it there the way he like you can tell he is doing the calculation in his head. If I let this knife go before this guy is completely gone, he's gonna take it and he's gonna kill me with it. And so he has to like use every bit of strength he has. They fall to the floor together because Joel just can't stand. Right, and, and he's holding this knife into his neck because if he doesn't, yeah. he's dead.
1: It's like Wesley and the Princess Bride. He can he can barely stay on his feet and he's when this guy mm-hmm. falls, he falls. And it's it's a ghastly scene. This guy's face as he's dying Dude, is fucking insane. His eyes
0: wide, bloody bloody the, the uh, teeth, the grimace. bloody rotten teeth. It's, oh man. Uh, horrifying. I, I will have nightmares about this guy's face as
1: in the, his death throes. It is oh, it's 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 crazy. I think he spits blood in Joel's face too. And mm-hmm. but Joel also Joel's like Batman in the shadow. Like he yeah. is just like in his inky black and he just comes out just just giant menacing thing with the knife um and you're like I they made a point uh that one of the uh, I don't know the, somebody's watching it was one of the producers or something and she said that Joel at 10% is still better than most men. And I think that's what <laughs> you have to that these guys are it's been 6 hard months. If you look at them they're all lean and oh, except yeah. for David they're I all lean, lean and drawn. Uh, their teeth are bad. Mm-hmm. Like these are not fit men at their at their ape at, at their height of their power. And Joel, yeah. like, also is not a fit man, but he's been eating well, especially of late. You know, um, yeah, that's good. And I, I think. And so, it's like, because, like, I, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a lot of people saying like, I just fundamentally don't believe a guy on death's door can get up and do the things that he does. And I'm like, I don't think most people can. But like Joel is not most people. Joel also has got dad power activated <laughs> and he's trying mm-hmm. to like, he's motivated. Like, I don't know that he gets off that cot for himself. Yeah. But he gets off that cot to to, to try to save Ellie. Um, yeah, I think you're right. And, he po- plays it as a man like uh, you know he plays like a man who's like having a hard time and uh taking advantage of how sloppy and kind of weak these guys are and takes advantage mm. of their own kindness you know like he takes a va- this is a classic uh factions move on the last of us where you you mortally wound one of the, someone's teammates and he's kind of set up shop waiting for someone else to come by and check their pulse and try to administer first aid, and then he killed him too <laughs>
0: uh-huh sure
1: uh joel's joel's doing so, all uh, the post-apocalyptic tricks sniper
0: tactic right
1: of wounding somebody out in the open and yeah, waiting for their dreams to come so they yeah yeah, yeah. It's uh bad ellie... bad bad business man i wouldn't get in it if you can help it agreed uh ellie wakes up in a cage with david watching her he
0: offers her a new life with their community if she can learn to trust him and boy she's resistant to it uh, I you said there's no comedy in this episode I kind of think this scene is funny Um, where David's like you saw what I did there right like the uh, the other ones want to kill you she says fuck you and let's start with your name eat shit yeah. <laughs> this is so Ellie that it's yeah. comical I love it
1: yeah it's like there's no like artifice to it like her like hey mm-hmm. motherfuckers pow pow like she doesn't have dramatic speeches she doesn't have it's just just vulgar she just hurls vulgarity yeah and it's raw Ellie I love mm-hmm. it yeah and fuck this guy like why give him the, the, mm-hmm. the respect but also like David is just like this calm kind persuasive like you got to face reality this part of your life is ending I'm mm-hmm. offering you a new beginning like it's inevitable sell him on the inevitability like there's nothing that can be done uh-huh. about it it's just going to be easier and say save- yeah it's and uh... he
0: hits on something that is Ellie's deepest fear here where he tells her if you don't have me you're alone mm-hmm. and we saw you know Ellie said her worst fear is ending up alone when she was talking with Sam and I think that's real and he, I think he accidentally stumbles into it I think he doesn't really know that but I think that point his point hits home here a little bit
1: because of what he says right now when we go to the ad make every shot count we'll be back with more of Savage Starlight
0: we're not the cure for mankind but we have your favorite podcast here's more of savage starlight so then we go over to joel who gets to drop on two more guys knocks them both out then he interrogates them to find out where they took ellie it's apparently a resort town called lake uh, silver lake this scene is the one that gets me, man. I cannot watch that knife in this guy's Dude, knee. I literally says, can't watch it. I can't look at the screen when he's
1: twisting this fucking knife. See, I feel the same. I feel the way about the needle with the penicillin. Although that's wild it is to me, but sure. Ice cold that if you lie to me, I'm gonna pop your kneecap off. Mm-hmm. Like some kind of fucking twist p- top pop bottle. Like, and I'm just thinking, is, what would that
0: look like? That what no. would it feel yeah. No.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um That's rough. and then the whole point on the map thing played serious this time you know this isn't an adorable old couple that are not taking him seriously these are guys who are scared out of their mind and the line where he believes the guy he's like oh, not he's like hey he's like why did you do that he told you what you wanted to know kind of like this guy still thought that they were gonna walk out of that room. There was mm-hmm. any circumstances mm-hmm. that they they're gonna walk out of that room and Joel so, beats him to death with the, the the I I think it's my I think it's the best weapon in the game. It's the lead pipe. Still, yeah, the lead pipe. I'm I'm I, I think I think I remember that's like that's like the best melee weapon you can get. It's just sturdy, I, I it say works.
0: It doesn't kill as fast. It might take two hits on some enemies where a, a bladed weapon would take one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it lasts so long it's so sturdy it's the best unupgraded one because like you the other things uh-huh. you have to invest some duct tape and some scissors and some other things into you just pick up a lead yeah. pipe it's ready to go it's totally. ready to beat fools to death with
0: H- here's what i to also love. wonder
1: like why is the like the lead pipe should just be with you until you lose it like what how the right. hell do you <laughs> wear a lead pipe out on people's skulls
0: uh-huh uh-huh
1: i don't think you could I really don't yeah but it's too good it's too good you to just cruise through the game you've had a pipe
0: yeah it's like if it's the equivalent of giving you unlimited flamethrower ammo it'd just yeah. be too easy
1: too easy yeah
0: yeah <laughs> uh, here's the thing I love about this scene there's a lot of subtlety at work here um, it's such a cool line it's badass moment when he says it's okay I believe him and then bashes this guy's head in uh, they're doing a lot of work earlier in this scene to say that Joel had zero intention of ever even asking this second guy. He's there. They're, so if you look at what's happening here, he's having a guy with a bloody knife, a very bloody knife, tap a place on a map. And then he's supposedly going to take this map over to the other guy and say, point to you the blood point. spot. Oh. Right? Right? Like that's, that's what the implication here is that there would be a bloody spot on the map that this guy would obviously notice and just point to. There's no way to do the thing that Joel is setting up as if he's going to do. So he never intended to do it. What he intended Mm -hmm. to do is, and this is the thing that I like, it sort of shades his backstory here a bit where he is a bad man and has done some very bad things. He's probably able to tell just by this guy's demeanor and -hmm. the way that the threats are working on him. And not even threats, right? He's got a knife in the guy's knee. And these guys the are the way particularly that these threats are targets. working on him. Like that they, this they guy, gone. yeah, isn't. That this guy is going to tell him the truth. Yeah. So he has no intention of taking that map over to the second guy ever.
1: Yeah. They haven't, he hasn't been through survival and evasion training. He hasn't been through, tor- you know, CIA torture no, workshops. He's just a he's dude. Just, he's just a, a dude. Yeah, a, a dude that's kind of on his last legs emotionally and physically as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah and that's the thing it's like the the way that Joel that Joel went about I'm very curious about what people think about Joel post this episode because I think some people are going to have a problem with just how professionally and efficiently he went about this interrogation implying that mm-hmm. you know like and again it's one thing to hear that like we murdered people joel we did this we did that it's an, it's, it's another thing seeing him kind of clumsily with ellie kind of you know fucking with the, the whole thing interrogating the old people but it's another to watch this guy going to work like jack bauer yeah on some terrorist trying to blow up la it's uh and and just how like yeah what a vicious killing machine he is um Mm -hmm. I do wonder if it's going to change some people's opinion of him.
0: Yeah, certainly could. Uh, All right. Ellie is trying to get out of her cage when she notices a human ear under the butcher's table. So it makes sense that she kicks the food. David brings her across the room. Uh, David tries to claim that he and Ellie are a lot alike and that he wants an equal friend to lead with. Ellie pretends to buy into his bullshit long enough to get close to him, then breaks his finger, tries to grab his keys uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work, and she gets a bloody face for her trouble.
1: Uh, here, do you, be, do you believe yeah. that he's serving her deer meat in the scene? No, because of the way he interacts with Hannah earlier. No. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I, I got that, that feeling too. That this would
0: be. You know, like like you said, a way to kind of trap her even further. If he can make yeah. her do something unwillingly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the whole point. Like when she calls him an animal, it goes, well, that's the point. We're all animals. It's, and we're, you know, and just like Joel would kill a man as a last resort, we're doing things as last resort here. Um, and then, but then he gets like unhinged when he starts talking about, like he, it feels like he is playing this, uh, grooming seduction game on, um, on high speed because he knows he can get away with it he has ultimate like this isn't a girl in his seventh period algebra class yes that he has to. this is a person he has complete control over she has no parents that she can go to she's in a literal cage and he is just going to dominate her
0: yeah this is the thing where i i saw it all snapped into focus here for me who david is um there's the stuff about him always having a violent heart and struggling with that for a long time and how he reveals that to Ellie. Uh, and then he says the world ended and I was shown the truth um, about by the cordyceps. And I think the truth he is shown here is that it's OK to be who he wants to be. Yeah, who
1: he's always wanted to be. He also did something that uh, I picked up on and was going to talk about, and then uh, Craig confirmed on a podcast, as they cribbed some of the speech from, like, white supremacist talking points. Like, if you've right. heard of the, the 14 words, uh, we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. He says that as much about his group, and then I believe the makeup of this group is all white from what I could see. I wonder if they're mm-hmm. implying that, like, he might have had... Some, you know, even in the real world, some darker, more sinister things going on in his worldview. Um, Possibly, you know, like, what is this like? What, what? How did he struggle with a violent heart as a math teacher? That's kind of kind of crazy. But like they're they're really painting him with this, you know, like crazy unhinged brush, um, mm-hmm. which again, I, I'm not sure if it serves the overall plot, but it definitely makes him in this scene be completely uh, unhinged and just completely abandoned uh, let slip the mask entirely. maybe not entirely because he's still being until she breaks his finger he's still being nice about it he still has this because he (laughs) feels like he's in control and it's just a matter of time but when she breaks it then the mask really slips but uh it's really fucked up yeah
0: i i love bella in this scene she's so good this is where i really start to sit back and just watch her perform uh her her swing from so violent and angry and judgmental right rightfully judgmental of this guy who's eating who's eating fucking people Uh, she nails that moment and then she really I think does a hell of a job selling that she is being converted here and obviously I know she's not right like I'm as as an audience member I'm going well okay this is fake this is a ploy to get to him but she sells it man
1: she sells it to the the point where I believe that David would believe it at least the way they talked about this, I don't remember how it goes in the video game, but like the way she said the word, oh, mm-hmm. was like so perfectly calibrated to like as an audience member, I immediately saw that she was like I. Hmm. I was trying to think of like because I, I feel like in my, in my memory when this happened, when I was playing the game, I was thinking, is she being making a smart long term play to try to gain his aff- affection and attention and you'll buy time for Joel to show up? And as I was thinking that, I think she just fucking breaks his finger. Like, no, uh-huh. I'm just yeah. – uh, and she goes for the keys, you know. It's like it wasn't just like a def- necessarily open herself. defiance. She is like – and like every time, like – I. what's so great about Bella is that she is this – so such a ferocious person, you know. She's like Wolverine the comic books. It's this, this this pocket-sized battleship. Um, yeah. And she is. She's this ferocious intensity. And as soon as David leaves the room, she just like – Shrinks back into the 14 year old girl. But, like, mm-hmm. also in every spare moment, she's like, until her fingers are bleeding, she's trying to like unscrew the the, the nuts and bolts, you know, trying every single one that's like any advantage she can get. It's mm-hmm. not just defiance, it's all with a little purpose. And I could, I I'm just, she's super indomitable. Impressed.
0: I mean, we've, we've seen that kind of, kind of time and time again with Joel, right? Joel is like, when they first, get together joel is very much trying to just keep her at a distance and and she just gets in there you know she's she's like uh, trying to work all his weak points too right yeah and figure out who this guy is trying to get under the the hood on this dude yeah uh she's doing the same thing here just in a different scenario just not giving up
1: and then joel is cold that way and she's very hot Mm -hmm. You know, like look look at how Joel handles Henry and Sam when they got a gun to him. Like he's not given in any inch either, but it's just like I used to though. You know, like I'm I am cool, everything is fine, you know. Uh Mm -hmm. and Bella's just like, you know, I broke your fucking finger. It's but it's the exact same (laughs) constant defiance and not never never quitting. Enduring and surviving, some would say.
0: Yeah. That's why it's so effective when it finally works. Uh, the, the other thing about Bella's performance here in this episode is she is asked to do a lot with just her face. Um, in these scenes, it's it's not the line "O" that really gets me; it's the way her her eyes change. It's the the way her yeah her just entire look changes to say I'm starting to believe you. Yeah, uh, and you'll I see it again in just an incredible, just one of the best looks I've ever seen. Uh, at the end of this episode, when she sees, when she realizes that it's Joel who's come she up behind her, them, yeah. there's just a look on her face that's like, it says everything that needs to be said without saying anything.
1: And yeah. she's
0: such a good actor. I'm I'm really blown away by her. Yep. You, you know, coming from her being Lady Mormont in a somewhat unbelievable series of scenes in Game of Thrones, uh, uh-huh. where this very young girl, very young, like... Uh-huh. 10 years old or something is expected uh, to act like a uh, uh, Lord commander of the night watch or something right, and, and right. act without authority. Mm-hmm. I found it hard to believe that even though she was doing a, a decent job at it here, I believe yep. every single bit of it.
1: Yep. I, I mean, like I said, I I, I don't know if I was wrong to doubt because I didn't really have a lot to go off of, but like right, all right. my fears about Bella being able to be Ellie uh, are absurd at this stage. Uh, and I
0: cannot wait to see her in season two, man. <laughs> the work she's gonna be able to do. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to Joel finds uh, finding the Silver Lake Resort
1: and discovering its secrets. That they're eating people. Three bodies. They're all hung up. And I, like I said, it's like it because I because I so I was trying to think like okay like how unhinged are they? Because if you. If you're going to save a body to maybe eat later, you kind of should butcher it. Should bleed you should it the, you out. Should, yeah. You should. You should like bleed you it. You pigs, should get the guts sure. out of it. You should do. You know, mm-hmm. have more it just meat, and it's going it's to freeze there. So, like, happening. it looks gruesome when you have human beings, like they're with their heads cut off and they're strung up uh, and they're gutted and all that kind of stuff. But like, that's how you would do it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's un. If I don't know, I don't know if that's the unhinged part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah I Agreed. think you're, you're Agreed, like yeah. but but again I had to think about that a lot because you go into a barn and there's uh-huh. just people strung up like fucking predator style like no that's just fucking crazy it's like this isn't mm-hmm. crawling over to someone in you know the plane wreck that died a week ago and is frozen and like taking a strip off their butt and like eating it with the last vestiges of your strength this is like getting things ready this is sharpening your knives and putting on the apron and um yeah. Let me ask you this. Is it necessary for Joel to see this because
0: I think the bigger threat here is not in Joel's mind is not that they're going to eat Ellie. The bigger threat is what they're going to do before they kill Ellie. Hmm. And and whether or not they eat her is secondary, right? Like they're they're going to probably sexually abuse and then kill her. And Joel has well, stated this fear before sure. in the
1: series how could you yeah so, so, so does it does he even need to discover these bodies i guess is my question i think it gives a sense of urgency because like imagine if he goes into this room and it's a school you know with like mm-hmm. bright pictures or the obviously kids if like you kind of relax like oh well maybe she fell in with a group that's not like a bunch of and but i don't know what joel does with that because like imagine him butchering his way into just like rick's group from alexandria where they have mm-hmm. ellie and they're treating her good and she's eating a nice meal and he busts into steakhouse covered in blood and it's kind of like that scene in uh, uh <laughs> what was it the uh the suicide squad where these guys, uh, you know the the heroes are going through butchering their way into this camp in the jungle and it turns out they get to it it's like the, this is their allies that they've been killing the entire time oh, Jesus! like but i yeah, think yeah. it's supposed to like since because like these aren't good people these are weirdos and like maybe Joel's trying to like oh, it's, it's a but like now it's like these are the type of people that eat people mm-hmm. so like there's a I think it's supposed to feel a sense of urgency but it's weird because like again yeah. we're not really in his POV right but yeah we're yeah, but Ellie also like point. he's I think it will to help him understand uh, what like you know like 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 what Ellie was facing here you know what what kind of fear and trauma maybe okay yeah, I can. I'm very curious how they handle the of. next episode. Like, do they talk about this? Joel's not a big I talker, don't know, man. He's not a very good therapist. Ellie He's doesn't not... seem to communicate well either.
0: Yeah, I think they'll probably let it lie for at least a while. If I had to guess, yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, David and James grab Ellie out of her cage. They're about to chop her up, and she tells them she's infected. And so is David, because she just bit him. Uh, He refuses to believe it's true, and Ellie uses the opportunity as a distraction to put a cleaver in James' neck and run out into the dining area of the steakhouse. Maybe we can talk about this for a second and then get to the climax of the episode.
1: Uh yeah, this is a classic uh, tainted meat ploy from The Walking Dead, you know. Uh mm-hmm. does does the hail and it and it works. It buys her a split second of in a doubt and indecision that she's able to grab that cleaver from Troy and <laughs> bury it right in his neck shoulder assembly. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's done, man. <laughs> and the way she uh-huh. spits back that everything happens for a reason to uh-huh. David's face is so good. It's so good.
0: Yeah, it it serves almost as like a, a statement about the entire show that she just uses the infection as a distraction here. Because I felt that way about most of this show, where the Cordyceps stuff is the sideshow, the characters are the main show. Um, and you could almost say, like, it's a distraction, at this point like I know I know it's the whole impetus for why they're going where they're going but at the same time I'm much more concerned about who these characters are going to be both to themselves and to each other when they finally reach their destination mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then than I am about like whether they'll survive the latest infected attack right yeah uh, and then we get to the final scene here uh, Ellie sets the building on fire And hides as David stalks her. Um, She manages to get a cleaver and kill him. And then she wanders out the back of the restaurant where Joel finds her. He hugs her. He tells her it's okay. And they walk off together. Yeah, they Man.
1: kept on. Like I said, I think for a person watching this first time, it's like fully affecting. Like they're cutting back and forth to Joel. He's getting closer and closer, just as the the danger and Ellie is is seeming, you know, closer and closer. Um, you know, she's literally fighting in a a, a a building that's on fire. Like, you know, and that like isn't that like that's like a proverbial expression of a of a futile thing to do something while a building's on fire. Like rearranging a deck, you know, like uh, and you're just expecting joel to come in there and save the day and and uh that's not how it happens um no and all the stuff that like david is like saying you know just keeps getting more entitled more narcissistic more insane uh more like leaning into like you know you i've just changed my mind you do need a father i am going to keep you like it's like a stray pet and i'm going to teach you and that's when she gets uh, mm-hmm. gutted, and she goes full Rorschach. Oh yeah, you know, and like you know, men go to jail, dogs get put down. She like fucking cleavers this guy's head until there's nothing left, and like mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, you, you, you can just like there's just a primal scream that she's doing it at the, uh, do, doing at the same time. And then Joel grabbing her and her having that same reaction until she, she's screaming and thrash until she sees it's him. And you mentioned that the it's like, it's it's amazing to watch what she's do- doing here because she starts off with like a, like a slight hysterical laugh. Like, you know, <laughs> the, like, there's like your, your, your limbic system is so jacked with mm-hmm. fight flight or fight that like the thing crashing down to like, Oh my God, it's, it's Joel. Like, You know, there's a little bit of almost a laugh before you know she completely collapses into him. Um, And like I said, I this like it 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 always gets me. Like I I watched the scene a couple Mm -hmm. times, and even when they were like, I was in the shower uh, listening to the podcast this morning uh, when they start talking about it, I still got a little caught up because it's just extremely affecting. You know, Uh, just Joel finding and. Yeah, go ahead. Such go a ahead. big
0: moment, such a big moment for both of them, um, and it's it comes at such a cost to Ellie. It's it's horrible, but you're glad she made it through um, mm-hmm. to the other side of this. Though I do wonder how this changes her, because um, because you know you look back at their fireside chat about the the horrible things that will happen to her if she is alone. And you see that, like, in action here. I think Ellie, it, 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 it really became real to Ellie in this episode, it, where it wasn't before. Before it was like, yeah, I, I know, I know, things, things will happen, whatever, it'll be bad. Here, it's all real, and it changes her. I mean, I, it's, it's not just the look that she gives when Joel comes back for her. Um, it's a look she gives after she kills David that just says it's just it's a trauma face right it's like yeah this is going to (laughs) i don't i don't want to reduce it to this but you know that moment in video games where they say ellie will remember that or whatever (laughs) like right right that's that's what that look is this is going to change her as a person and i'm curious to see how that plays out in the future with, with like i said such an indomitable person
1: if well, she reacts to...
0: strongly to this, or if she tries to tuck this all away and and not feel it, um mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, to to me to see who Ellie's going to be going forward.
1: Because it's not even just the the trauma and the emotional scarring. It's like how will she move about in the world now? Like uh I think this Ellie does not either doesn't jump the guys who steal her deer or just kills them in cold blood. Sure sure you know this person who thinks like you're you're right to like the sense of invin- like i can't be you know i everything's going to work out for me i'm going to be okay This like you know this adolescent like not just not fear of death but like not even conceptual awareness of it um you know it's like yeah, it, it kind does. of goes feels back like to that, that she's that conversation now.
0: the conversation that uh henry and joel had about like where you wonder if it's harder for adults because they know this stuff. Mm. And you see like the innocence of Ellie where she's just playing soccer in a world where everything is fucked up. Everything. Um, Is she going to get colder? Is she going to come more toward the Joel side of an emotional defense mechanism or is she going to continue to be the Ellie we know? I,
1: I especially I because that's know. the blueprint, right? You know, like she's been yeah. hanging out with Joel, and that's how he does it—just like shoves it down, shoves it down, uh-huh. build up the walls, don't let anybody in. Right. I mean, think think about how many people you
0: know turn out to be just like their fathers, right? It's because yeah. they have that example, mm-hmm. and this is the example Ellie has. I hope that she, I, I hope that she doesn't follow it, but I w- certainly wouldn't blame her for following it. Because she's just been through something extremely traumatic, and she has this example to look to.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But goddamn, man, such a good ending to this episode. And
1: well, then we got next week.
0: <laughs> I know, and I know that next week is going to be huge, and we're going to have so much to talk about. Yeah, uh, at the end of that be the one mother too. Mother of
1: all mail bags, I tell you. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Are we ready to initiate the outro sequence? Speaking of, yeah, let's do it. Uh, t t l o u at baldmove.com. If you'd like to send feedback, we'll be considering that uh, Thursday. So if you want your best shot, make sure you get that at the very latest, early Thursday morning, if not Wednesday evening. T-L-O-U at baldmove.com. Of course, if you want to get rid of ads, if you want to get more uh, special bonus audio content like our Instant Talk editions of our Instant Take podcast, you can support us. And we really appreciate it uh, at uh, support.baldmove.com. You can consider joining the club and then finally, if you want to find out what we're doing uh, other than The Last of Us, please follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash move. Jim and I talked about The Big Lebowski. We saw Creed 3 last week. We're doing The Mandalorian. We're uh, about to do Yellow Jackets. We're doing Picard. We're doing so much stuff right now. Oh, it's yeah. actually kind of insane. we got like 12 podcasts coming out. That's too uh, much. Our buddy Pete Pepper's just doing a Breaking Bad rewatch. I just started mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney. We're going to be on that and too. all this. We're talking about yep. 80s action television with Jay just did the A Team episode. I, what I'm getting is like, how, how are you going to keep up with all this stuff unless you go to twitter.com slash bald move and uh, and follow us? That's going to be it for this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening again. We really appreciate it. I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys more on Thursday and then the big event, the finale of The Last of Us and, and our long, probably two year wait for the next one to come out. Uh, starts this Sunday. Be there. Uh, Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.